Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Sawyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website, which is www.theorganicview.com. If you have any questions or would like to connect with us, you can simply post your question on our wall on Facebook, send us a tweet to at the Organic View, or contact me directly at June Stoyer on Twitter. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Eden Foods, one of the most trusted names in certified organic clean foods. Listeners of the Organic View Radio Show can receive 20% off any regularly priced items, excluding cases. Simply enter the coupon code ORGVIEW when prompted during checkout. That's ORGVIEW. For more special offers, please visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. Tom Brokaw once said, It's easy to make a buck, it's a lot tougher to make a difference. On today's show, best-selling author and health advocate John Schlimm will talk about his new book, Stand Up, 75 Young Activists Who Rock the World and How You Can Too. So I would like to welcome back to the show my good friend and best-selling author and friend to the animals, Mr. John Schlimm. Good afternoon, John, and welcome back to the show. Hey, June. It's so great to be with you and all of your listeners. John I have enjoyed everything that you've published, and this new book is such a great collection of different people that do different things. It's such an amazing representation of so many different things that pertain to our world and how things are changing. It's just fascinating, and it's so inspiring. Uh, Before we begin to talk about everything that you wrote about, I really would like to just focus a little bit about you. You have inspired so many people, and for people that are not familiar with your work, could you just take a moment and talk about your own journey for being an activist? Well, you know, I am best known for the vegan cookbooks that I have written in the last few years. And before that, I wrote cookbooks that weren't vegan because neither was I at the time. And so, you know, my journey to vegan is something that I am traveling around the country talking about. I grew up the son of a butcher who had a meat processing business, particularly during deer hunting season uh, when I would try my hand at Uh, each of those jobs as a child, and it didn't quite work out. And I really think those roots uh, of being an animal advocate and activist were really planted in those uh, early years, even though I didn't have the words to really, uh, or the understanding to really uh, describe what I was going through. But all those years later, you know, I was writing cookbooks, uh, again, that were not vegan, but then I had that click-over moment Uh, when I really uh, began to understand what these terms like vegan and vegetarian and factory farm really mean. And so my life took a dramatic turn. I started writing vegan cookbooks. I I started embracing the whole concept of compassion in a whole new way. And it's been a really fantastic journey. And I'm just so excited to be able to share the work that I now do, whether it's through the books that I write or the, the speeches that I give. 
I, I think it's important uh, to just be out there. And I'm always as, you know, probably more inspired by the audiences and the people I meet than, you know, they even are by me. I couldn't agree more. I I have worked with so many fascinating people, and I don't think that we can ever have enough positive reinforcement for the efforts of these people that are doing so many wonderful things. Um, one question that I have for you is about activism itself. The word activism or activist has taken on quite a number of different meanings, especially with the whole Occupy movement. So can you share with our audience your own definition of the word activist and what you hope the readers will get from this book? Well, you know, it's interesting because that word activist has really gotten some bad connotations over the years. And one of the things I wanted to do with stand-up is really reclaim the essence of that word. And in fact, it, when I started working on stand-up, there was even discussion about not even using the word activist. And I said, absolutely not. You know, I am going to use that word because the young people in this book, they are the purest definitions of what it really means to be an activist. And for me, that term comes down to two simple words, embracing compassion. If you're going to be out there and you're going to be calling yourself an activist, you need to be embracing compassion in some way with whatever it is you're doing. You know, the people out there who are calling themselves activists, but at the end of the day, uh, their, their work is destructive and negative, they're not activists. Uh, you know, in fact, they give the rest of us a really bad name. And it always saddens me, especially in the, the vegan and animal worlds, to see people out there proclaiming to be activists and proclaiming to be compassionate. Uh, but their, their way of doing that is by being preachy and judgmental, uh, you know, or, you know, throwing the red paint on someone or glitter bombing someone. You know, that's assault. That's not compassion. That's not being an activist. Quite frankly, that's hurting somebody. And, uh, you know, that's something that I have zero tolerance for. You know, but fortunately, we have, you know, the young people uh, who are in stand-up, uh, who are really reclaiming that word in the best possible way, and they're really rocking this planet with compassion uh, within their own uh, fields and genres. Thank you. John, what do you think it takes to make a difference and to become what you envision a true activist really is? I think it takes just taking that first step, one step forward, looking at what are you interested in? What is something you want to make a difference in? That can be the world of animals. That can be trying to uh, find a cure for a disease. It can be building a well in Africa. It can be as simple as uh, finding someone in your hometown who maybe is a shut-in and you take dinner over to them. You know, I think sometimes that word activist can even be intimidating and we think, oh, you have to be at work on some big global scale. And that's just not true. You can be at work right on the street where you live in your small little town and you're an activist because you're embracing compassion. So I have a rather broad uh, definition of what an activist is. 
Uh, and, you know, I, I think it has to be something that is accessible to everyone. And in fact, you know, one of my favorite stories in the book, of course, all of them are my favorites, but one that really, every time I read it, it just touches me. It's this young woman, her name's Kalia Lehman, and she founded an organization called Random Kid. And Random Kid funds the efforts of young people now around the world. So this young activist is now enabling other young activists. And for every $1 that Random Kid invests in another youth project, the return is 150 to 1,000%. So you, you see that she's not messing around. She's you know, making an impact. But the point I'm getting to is she is always asked, why did you name your organization Random Kid? And her answer is, if other young people out there see me as anything other than random, how are they going to know that they can do exactly what I did? I love that. That is a motto we should all take forth. You know, I'm out there, I, you know, when I almost cringe when people uh, introduce me as a celebrity chef or, or this or that. I'm not a, a chef. I'm not a trained chef, but I, I'm writing delicious cookbooks. I'm just an average guy on the street who loves delicious food, but I'm also trying to make a difference in the world. And if anyone out there sees me as anything other than just an average guy, an average John, you know, on the street, how are they going to know that they can do exactly what I'm doing? But everyone can. Can you share some of your tips for people who are becoming more and more passionate about a particular issue and really would like to take action to bring about that change? Well, I think the first thing you should do is, is look around you, whether you're in a city or a small town like I am, and see, are there other people who also share that interest? Is there an organization that already exists that is working on that issue? And if so, try to connect with them. See how you can fit into the work that they are doing, whether it is applying for a job at that place or volunteering uh, even an hour or a few hours every week with them. So it's about those little steps, but you need to figure out inside you what, what makes your heart Thing? What issue out there? Is it children? Is it something with children that you want to impact? Is it something with the environment? Is it something with animals? You know, I volunteer here with a, several different organizations, but one is our local uh, animal shelter, and I go out and I walk the dogs. And from the very beginning, I let it be known that I had no interest in sitting on the board of directors there or having any other role. I just want to go out and walk a few dogs a couple times a week because when I'm out there on the road, it's just a boy and his dog on the road. And I hug the dogs and I tell them I love them. And, you know, when we look into the eyes of our fellow living beings, uh, whether, you know, they're animals or, uh, you know, a child or an older person or anyone, we learn more about the mysteries and the magic of this life. And really we learn more about that connection that is at the heart of being an activist than we could anywhere else. So I would say just start locally and see where you can have an impact and then do it. And look, if there isn't an organization, start one. Make your own pathway to what you want to achieve. What do you think some of the challenges are for young activists today? Well, I think the biggest challenge 
And a lot of the, the young people in stand-up talk about this in their stories. Uh, they're not taken seriously because they're kids. And, you know, I'll tell you what, the 75 activists in this book, they've shown that it does not matter how old you are. You know, for me personally, age means nothing. To me, it's are you fun or are you not? I don't care if you're five or you're 90. Uh, you know, are, are you a fun person? Or are you a compassionate person? The number doesn't make a difference. But I think that is the biggest challenge. But, you know, the great thing about this new generation, they're not letting something as silly as an age, a number, stop them. And, you know, a few years ago, I got to deliver my first commencement address, which was such a huge honor for me. And the theme running through that commencement address really was about embracing compassion in this life. But what I got to do, and I've got to do it several times since with young audiences, I got to look into the eyes of those young people sitting in front of me, and I got to tell them that they have already made a difference in this world because they really are the first generation to not see uh, things like black and white, straight, gay, Christian, Muslim, Jew. Uh, they only see another living being standing in front of them. And that is a beautiful thing. And I think that the young people in stand-up, they also have approached the world in that way. They're not going to let barriers Stop them. They're either going to go around the barrier, over the barrier, or straight right on through that barrier. And that's why these young people have inspired me as an activist so much. And it's going to be one of the great honors of my life to have worked on this book. You know, stand-up is one of those books that as a writer, you say, I was born to create this book. And that's a really great feeling. And I'm so happy that it's now out in the world for everyone to enjoy. I think it's a fantastic idea, and we cannot have enough for young people so that they can actually see the different issues that affect them directly and they can do something about it. It's very frustrating, especially for many young people that see different things and they figure, well, you know, I'm just a kid. What can I do about it? Kids can do an awful lot, and you have demonstrated this throughout all the different people that you mentioned and especially the different areas that these people are focused on. Uh, I know that it's hard to choose, but from all the people that you wrote about, who do you think influenced you the most? Well, you know, I really think that in each of these stories, there is just that kernel of something, whether it was a line like Talia's response or uh, you know, the two sisters from Philadelphia who are helping girls in Pakistan go to school, uh, or, you know, the young boy in Minneapolis who slept out in, a, in his backyard from Thanksgiving to Christmas when it was very snowy. We know how to get them in, in, in Minnesota in a refrigerator box to bring attention to homeless issues. Uh, you know, any of these kids, there's something about them that really inspired me. So I, I can't choose just one. Uh, you know, and going back to your point about people not taking a young people seriously, you know, part of my background is in education, and I've spent a lot of time in classrooms. And, you know, I, there are so many young people sitting in classrooms out there today, especially in middle and high school, and they're so gifted and they're so talented but no one's telling them they are. 
No one's telling them they are. And believe me, there are some great teachers out there, and that is one of the toughest jobs on the planet, and I have the greatest admiration for them. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of teachers who probably should not be in the classroom. So there are a lot of kids who they're not being told that they have these incredible potentials to go out and rock the planet. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to create a book, and I'm going to tell them that you do have gifts, you do have talents. Now let's figure out what they are and go out and rock the world with them. In fact, the dedication in Stand Up Reads to all the young people out there who are wondering what's possible in this world, here's the answer. This book is going to let them know that like Talia, uh, you know, like that young boy working with the homeless, like those two young sisters and everyone else in the book, they can go and they can make a difference in the world. You know, it's interesting. When I was growing up, I loved stories. I was so drawn to Greek mythology and different forms of mythology because of the lessons that were there. And what I admire about stand-up is the fact that this isn't mythology. This is a collection of examples by what I consider to be real-life intercessors, people who are actually, quote, standing up, unquote, <laughs> for what they believe in. Now, in addition to stand-up, you actually are offering a free guide for teachers and parents. Can you share a little bit about that with our audience? Yeah, along with stand-up, I also wrote the stand-up discussion guide, which is available for free download on my website, which is johnschlim.com. It was important for me to provide as many tools as possible to encourage discussion about these stories because these stories run the gamut of just about every issue you can imagine, whether it has to do with the environment or health issues or other social issues that are out there. All of those issues are covered in this book. So each story provides a really unique launching pad for teachers and parents and community groups and book clubs and really anyone who works with young people. And believe me, you know, not only young people are loving this book. I'm getting, uh, you know, emails and tweets and posts from people of all ages who are loving these stories and, these, and connecting with these stories. But the stand-up discussion guide is basically broken down. Each story uh, has discussion questions that go along with it, vocabulary words, so that the, the teacher, the parent, whoever's using this guide can really uh, fit it into their curriculum or whatever project they're working on in, in the best way possible. Plus, there's an extensive subject guide at the end. So if you are doing a lesson on drugs or you are doing a lesson on bullying or the environment or, or whatever it might be, uh, someone with special needs, special education, you can find which stories in the book relate to those particular issues and go right to those stories and then use them as part of your curriculum. And, you know, I'm hearing from teachers all over the place who are really starting to use the discussion guide and they're appreciating this because there isn't something out there like this, uh, you know, because you can uh, tell young people all these stories and you can give them lots of facts and figures, but to be able to put stories written by other young people their age and all these stories are written by the young activists. You know, I was, uh, I'm sort of just the messenger, if you will, 
which has been such an honor for me to take on that role for these young people. But to be able to put the stories written by young people their age in front of them in the classroom, uh, I think is really powerful. And I, I'm just excited to be a part of something that's inspiring uh, this next generation. Because I'll tell you what, uh, this, this next generation does not have a bigger fan than me. I am their number one fan. I will always have their back. And I think they are really going to rock the world like no generation before them. You know, I'm from Generation X. Uh, so it's, you know, it's sort of my gift as a Generation Xer to this next generation. And I think the fact that the stories are being shared is the big gift because that's how we learn, that's how we grow, and that's how we truly embrace what compassion is all about. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. Once again, can you just give our audience your website? It's johnschlim.com. So J-O-H-N-S-C-H-L-I-M-M.com. And I just want to thank you for all the work you do in embracing compassion with every single breath you take and everything you do. You really are rocking the world with the best of them, and I know a lot of young people look up to you as well. Well, thank you, John. I really do appreciate that so much. And I know that this book is going to become a big part of the collection for all educators and people that are looking to bring about the necessary changes that we need to address, especially with so many different pressures that are coming up, whether it's energy conservation, doing our part to help our pollinators address bullying, so many different issues. Uh, You know, we could just spend the next couple of hours just talking about everything because there's such a big need for those changes to come about, and I really think that stand-up is a great way for young people especially to look to see what else is going on out there because at the end of the day, there's only so much information that is circulated, and the book shares stories from people that may not have been recognized in mainstream media or in the main channels. So, once again, it's a great way for people to connect and for even adults and seniors to take a look and know that there are people that are taking these matters seriously and doing, as you put it, they're standing up. So, John, thank you once again. Well, thank you. And, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon, everyone.